Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Podcast with your host, Brad Logan, your home for Ole Miss sports. To be a part of the show, email the show at brad.logan at loganmedianetwork.com or shoot him a DM on Twitter at Brad Logan C-O-T-E. Download the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review online. And now from the vault. To the pavilion, to Swayze Field. It's all Ole Miss, all the time. Here's your host, Brad Logan. Let's go! Let's go! Part of the Believe Network. I'm your host, Brad Logan. We'll have Shea Hodge and Mike Espy here a little bit later on in the show. The Rebels fall on the road 45 to 20 to LSU. The Rebels now 7 1, 3 1 in the SEC. We'll break down this game and, of course, preview the upcoming game in a couple of days against Texas AM as the Rebels take on the Aggies over in College Station. And, but as uh, my good friend Ben Garrett said on the Talk of Champions podcast, at this point in the season, they're all must-win games. And so Ole Miss will face uh, Texas A&M on Saturday. It was a tough, tough game at LSU, and Ole Miss kind of walked into a buzzsaw. Things went wrong. A couple of players were injured. It just did not go well for the Rebels. They're going to look to rebound. They've got the season before them. They really do. But it all begins on Saturday as they face Texas A&M. We're grateful for our sponsorship today. With Bet Online, remember Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events. The first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Head on over to Bet Online today. Use that mobile device and join and make your very first sports bet. Use that promo code Believe B L E A V. Receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your very first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Here's Mike, here's Shea, as we break down Ole Miss's loss on the road to LSU, talk about what's before this team going forward. Also, invite you to uh, head on over to Inside the Rebels, an affiliate of Rebs247.com. ton of information as recruiting is still wide open right now. Almost have a big recruiting weekend, its biggest of a year, in three weeks when Ole Miss hosts Alabama. A big recruiting weekend also, a lot of baseball information, a lot of basketball information. And you can get everything right there in a one-stop shop. Also, a great message board community at Inside the Rebels, an affiliate of 24-7 Sports. That's Rebs247.com. Here's Shay. Here's Mike as we break down the uh, the game against LSU. Look forward to all the games coming up and a whole lot more right here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a part of the Believe News.
Today's show is brought to you in part by Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest odds, news, and sports developments for the NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball, fights, and NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all sports wagering needs, including live betting and the fan favorite Vegas Casino and Poker Games. It's really easy to get started. Just head on over to the website, use your mobile device, and sign up today. Use our promo code Believe50, B L E A V 50, and receive your 50% welcome bonus in your first deposit. But online for the game starts. It is a place which exerts an extraordinary pull on all who have walked its hallowed ground. Thousands come each year, and yet no one ever really leaves. Ole Miss is for life. A major university with the familiar intimacy of family. Friendships that are more than friendships. Moments that are more than moments. An autumn celebration on a Saturday afternoon in the Grove. Contests waged and triumphs savored. With our largest freshman class, soaring honors college, national reputation for academics and research, our pride is overflowing. Today, more than ever, for all who have ever called this magical place home, you never leave. Ole Miss. Third and six. Wide open down the far side. Shea Hodge will go the distance. Touchdown Ole Miss. There are no flags. 85 huge yards. Manning from the shotgun. Right over the middle. Has it complete at the 10. At the 5. Touchdown Mike Esmond. Hello, everyone. Welcome into the Believe It Old Miss show. Trying a little video. We're excited to welcome in our two co uh, our two hosts, Jay Hodge and Mike Espy, both former greats for Ole Miss at wide receiver. Tonight, we want to thank our sponsors at Bet Online. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device and join today and make your very first sports bet. Use our promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Shay, Mike, welcome in our very first video show. And uh, we're excited to talk about uh, the game that just happened with LSU and Ole Miss. The Rebels fall short down in Baton Rouge. We'll get into that in a moment. We'll also talk about the make-or-break game, I think, with Texas A&M on the horizon. Uh, the Rebels really need to get back on the winning train with Alabama on the horizon, Arkansas on the horizon, and, of course, Mississippi State in the Egg Bowl. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Hey, Mike, I want to start with you. I know you watched the game. You're very adept with wide receivers in the collegiate game, and you really know this wide receiving core with Ole Miss with Jonathan Mingo and Maliki, and, of course, Jordan Watkins as well. What did you take away from the game against LSU? 
Man, I took away a lot, uh, not just from the wide receiver position, but honestly, mainly on defense. Um, you know, I'm going to speak to the wide receiver point, but our defense gave up over 500 yards and they've given up over 79 points in the, in the last two games. Listen, uh, in this SEC, you cannot do that and expect to win. Uh, aside from that, to have our offense go out and put up 20 points, um, you know, that's just a combination that's not going to get it. I think that uh, from a wide receiver standpoint, look, man, I, I feel like the guys were getting open. I feel like they were getting open. I feel like it just comes down to making the play, getting the ball to them, making the play. I know uh, in the game there were two really big plays uh, where Dart missed Mingo on a sluggo, the slant and go. Um, and then he also had a deep crosser where the ball was thrown a bit behind him. If we make those two plays, you know, who knows as far as momentum goes, we could be sitting here talking a whole different tune about what happened in that last game. Ole Miss opened 17-3 to over LSU and really had the game in control. And Mike, kind of going back to that play, the slugger route, if he connects with Mingo, all of a sudden you're talking about a 24-3 game. It's the small things that make so much of a difference on the road. Shay, I want to bring you in. Uh, you saw the same thing we did. Ole Miss goes up 17-3, to three and it all just kind of falls apart. <clears throat> yeah. Um, you know, missed opportunities in the beginning. You know, like on defense, we had a chance, even though it was a busted coverage, but the throw was so bad. I think we were still up 17-3 to three at that time. And uh, Jeray Jenkins, number 10, came back and made that catch. I think that was a momentum shift. Um, our game plan had to be to um, get ahead early because we took the ball first. And I think the type of defense we played is starting to show his head, like last year against Alabama being vulnerable to the run like we are, uh, playing those three safeties. I think we have to figure out a way to be able to check to a more of a traditional defense if someone used two tight ends. And, like, we know, we know they're going to actually, like, run the ball downhill to heal at us. Those guys get uh, between six and seven yards a carry on first down. So I knew that was like big time trouble once they um, tied the game. They didn't take any shots down the field. They just kept methodically moving it down the field, running the ball. Um, the offense from a wide receiver standpoint, you know, to piggyback off what you asked, Mike, I think they did enough to win the game, you know, especially early enough, you know, especially when we hit that sluggo, go up 24-3. Um, but I think the, the difference in the game where it all really shifted was the interception, you know, when we was driving. Mm -hmm. And we threw the interception in the end zone. I think that changed the momentum. And uh, those guys rode the wave. And I think we let um, the quarterback play to his play to his strengths the whole game. You know, he had to throw it down the field. He was able to run, run a whole lot. And uh, just then we got we to gotta figure out something on defense, something, you know, I don't know if we go to a more traditional defense or apply more pressure or what can we do. But giving up, like, you know, five, five, six, seven, eight yards of carry on first down and, and then being able to get pushed down the field on us. Like, we're going to have to change that to be able to compete against the big dogs in the SEC. Yeah, you talk about the quarterback for LSU, Jane Daniels, had a Heisman-type day, 21 of 28 through the air for 248 yards, two touchdowns with 200 and, uh, I'm sorry, average 8.9 yards uh, a throw and catch. Rushing, he was number one rushing the football as well, 28 carries, 121 yards, had three touchdowns on the ground, long of 17 and average 5.3 yards a carry. Those are numbers, Mike, that, that, that get you wins from, from the from the LSU side of things, from, from the Ole Miss side of things. That's just too much. You know, we got a lot of uh, lot of injuries on that defense. Of course, that defense uh, led by 
Uh, Cedric Johnson, the defensive end, has got a bad right ankle. Uh, Pagese has got a bad left ankle. Troy Brown's dealing with a shoulder. A lot of things going on. A.J. Finley, of course, leads, uh, leads the game with a concussion. And so many different obstacles are standing in the way of this Ole Miss defense being very good. And right now it really felt like kind of going to the secondary that they were kind of picking on the freshman Davison uh, Igbenosin there uh, specifically late in the game. They took advantage. I think of it, you know, he had not been thrown into the fire so much uh, that we thought. And uh, it was just a really tough day defensively for Ole Miss. Without a doubt, man, um, you know, you know, the old saying goes next man up, you know, uh, a lot of those guys in this defense, the way that that style of defense, they, they seem irreplaceable. But at the end of the day, this is a, a at the time, number seven ranked SEC defense. Um, so week in and week out, it's the job for the guys next man up to, to be fully prepared to go out there and perform to their highest ability. You know, when when you start getting in those ranks, I understand that a lot of the guys are more seasoned. Um, and they're better, but it, better from the standpoint of experience. But at the same time, you got to be ready to go play, man, the next man up. If, if this program, you know, with the recruiting that they're doing, with the, in the transfer report of the guys that they're, they're getting, they have to be ready to play too deep. But I think I think to, to what Shea said, as far as uh, the defense that we're playing, we're being exposed a little bit. Um, we're a little thin in some areas. We're a little thin in some areas. Uh, so we're going to have to make some adjustments. And, Shay, looking at the Ole Miss op- offense, I thought Jackson Dark, the quarterback, played incredibly well on the road. Uh, 19 of 34 for 283 yards. Didn't have a touchdown, but did have the one interception. Average 8.3 uh, yards, a throw and catch. Rushing the ball, it was a Quinshawn Judkins show. 25 carries for 111 yards. Had the two touchdowns early. Average 4.4 yards a carry. And then, uh, after that, it was really nothing uh, down the stretch there for Ole Miss. LSU did a great job stopping the run of this Ole Miss rushing attack. And it was a situation where Ole Miss kind of started out hot and just couldn't get anything going in the second half. Right, right. Um, I think we missed Zach big time. You know, I was at the game <clears throat> in the stands, and I was, you know, I was wondering where was Zach. I didn't know he was hurt. You know, I didn't read any reports about it, but then I think I heard it later. Um, yes, LSU is still LSU. You know, they're still getting those type of kids, those big kids and strong kids top-rated kids, and they stopped the run. And that was something we uh, was able to hang our hat on, you know, our first seven games. And this game was taken away from us, so we got to see more of Dart. Um, he was impressive early, even though his stats, he doesn't have a t- he didn't have a touchdown, but I think he played well for the most part. Um, but, yeah, we got to figure it out. We got to – I think we need to have both our backs to be the effective offense that we um, have been the whole time because they, they bring a different element. You know, each one of them do something else different from the other one that makes the other one good. And, um, you know, I think that was a big part of our game plan that was gone and having to use, you know, having to throw it more than we wanted to, especially after letting them come back. And um, also, yes, to piggyback off, um, I don't know, I say his last name, so I'll just say David, number 20. Um, Watching from the stands, not knowing the details, you know, I don't know the defensive philosophy and everything of or the um, responsibilities. But watching from afar, you know, just watching as a fan, it did seem like he struggled, um, you know, even with making tackles. Um so yeah, I think he got it. He got his good, his big taste of like the big scene, you know, playing on the road in Death Valley. You know, it's not easy. And um, I think the game kind of got to him. And I think he'll grow from it and he'll um, build from it because his kid's pretty talented. Let's go to the position that you guys know the best, and I want to get your thoughts on this. The top three once again did a fantastic job. 
Malik Heath, eight, eight catches for 145 yards. Jonathan Mingo, four catches for 68 yards. And Jordan Watkins, five catches for 57 yards. You know, Mike, I thought it was a very solid day. And, and a lot of these stats we know came early on where Ole Miss was having some success against that LSU defense. But all you can do is catch the balls that are thrown your way. And I thought the receivers did a pretty good job of getting separation from the defensive backs. Many times in the second half, they were getting that separation, but Jackson Dart just couldn't get on the football because the offensive line protection had just broken completely apart. Man, you're absolutely right. From the wide, wide receiver position, man, all you could do is do your job, right? You can't throw and catch the ball. You can't block and protect. You just go out and run your route to the best of your ability and get separation from the DB. Like you said, they all did a great job. Uh, I think uh, Malik Keith, man, just watching his growth and his evolution, he was running really crisp routes. Uh, a lot of his balls he caught were going across the middle. Um, you know, if if Mingo gets that sluggo and gets that deep crosser, then then we have two 100-yard receivers that game, right? So I thought they're doing a, I think they're doing a phenomenal job with with what they're doing. There are a couple of things, you know, as I look at, you know, we just dive into the details, um, whether it be a goal line release on a fade ball or anything like that. I think that there are things to look at on the film and, and things that they can absolutely improve on as you head into SC play. Continue to go into SC play. You're playing against some big time components. Those D, uh, opponents, those DBs over there, they're on scholarship too, right? Sometimes you can't just. Just, just take a take a release, a wide release, and and the ball be the ball needs to be placed a little bit better. But we as receivers need to do a better job getting our release so we can get that ball and get that PI call. Shay, you were at the game. You saw a couple of crucial plays that were not made by the Ole Miss offense. One of those was a monstrous third down non-catch, a drop, I guess you could say, by tight end. Casey Kelly. It appears that Casey's having a difficult time catching the football this year. Fantastic blocker. I mean, that's why he's in the game. He, he does a great job on the edge. But when Ole Miss needs him to make those catches, he just has not been able to do that. What do you think the problem is with Casey Kelly at tight end right now catching the football? Um, You know, I think it may be a thing of strengths and weaknesses. Um, you know, like, like you said, he may be – I haven't been to a practice or, like, know his skill set, just knowing that he's – um going blank right now, but um, Ten, his brother, you know, the quarterback, as you know, that's Chad, yeah. Chad, Chad, yeah. I don't know who reminded, but yeah, yeah. Chad's brother, I really know, and uh, met him, actually, um, I seen him when I was in Oxford the game before, and um, maybe that's not his strength, you know, maybe he's blocking it more of his strength, and uh, we're asking him to do something that we, that Trigg were, was more built for, not to say can't catch, but I mean, also going with his experience, you know, when you be in games, the more you play, the more you get touches and stuff, you know, the more you get used to doing it, that plays a part in it. I don't think we've used them a whole, whole lot, you know, with catching the ball. So, you know, it came down to some big time, you know, it had some big time drops. Man, I've been there before. So, man, I hope he builds from it and he gets better. And, man, he starts to make those plays in big time situations. Man, Mike, let, me, go ahead, Mike. let me just chime in on that right there. You know, like, We've all been there, right? I, I, I talked to a couple of guys, man, and, and you know, from, from an outside perspective looking in, you look at certain things and you're like, man, like, come on, bro. But his confidence is down. His confidence is down, right? Yeah, uh, so is. I think, but with that being said, right, from a wide receiver, tight end position, 
ultimately, like, you don't know what can get that confidence back. But I do see the coaches keep putting him in those situations and in those scenarios. So it must be something that he's doing, skill sets that he does attain to where they keep putting him in the same position. Otherwise, I think we possibly would see them put a wide receiver out there in that set as opposed to the tight end. Um, you know, but if this does continue, that probably should be what they should do, to be to be honest. This team now seven and one, three and one in the SEC, setting in perfect position. The season's in front of them. When the rest of the games you go to Atlanta. But honestly, the 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 feeling around the fan base is it's a lot of trepidation right now. I think a lot of it is because Ole Miss had a much lighter schedule in the beginning of the season than it does now. And, and a lot of your Ole Miss fans are looking at it thinking, well, you've got a Texas A&M team coming up on the road, 100,000 fans, this, that, and the other. Then you've got, we talked about a little bit ago, you've got Arkansas, Alabama, Mississippi State down the road. On the flip side, Ole Miss is facing a team specifically in Texas A&M, I think might be the lighter of the three teams remaining. A lot of adversity right now in College Station. The Aggies are fresh off a loss to South Carolina over the weekend. They did not look good. They played a freshman quarterback. Uh, A-Chain is not running the ball as well as he, he has over the last couple of years. Defensively, they've really struggled, although they've got a, a pretty good secondary. You know, Shay, I'll come to you. What does Ole Miss need to do to get a win in College Station? Obviously, you know, you've got the normal don't turn the ball over, run the ball effectively. But this feels like a fork in the road because it feels like if Ole Miss can get a win in College Station – it comes home at 8-1, 4-1 in the conference, facing Alabama, and kind of your, your future's before you kind of got the, the A&M game behind you. Lose this game, and all bets are off, and now you're just hoping to get maybe one or two before the end of the year, and you almost feel like you're limping into the Egg Bowl, right? Yeah, this this definitely is a fork in the road game. Um, you know, they're down right now. You know, <clears throat> I've been seeing the highlights, haven't watched them exclusively, but I'm um, seeing the highlights that they're struggling. Um, us mm -hmm. losing one game and having those, all those injuries making it look like it's more than one loss that we're taking. It feels like we're taking multiple losses, you know, losing people. So, yeah, this is a game like we really got to come out and not get beat twice. You know, our coach, um, when I was in college, he always used to say, don't lose twice, you know. Um, so, Got to come out and play hard, you know, play, um, get ahead early. I'm hoping that um, Zach is back. I hope he's playing his game, you know, being able to run the ball makes it easier for everybody, you know, being able to stay on the ground and run for touchdowns and run for big games and, you know, keeping the ball out of the area, especially with um, it's going to be communication issues down there. Um, and what is it, College Station? Yes, sir. Yeah, College yeah. Station, you know, it's going to be communication, you know, playing in big stadiums like that before. You all, it was always hard to communicate. You know, we run a no huddle system, so maybe it's going to be easier because it's hand signal. But um, just those guys embracing the moment because it's um, some of them may have haven't played in that type of moment. You know, in type of environment. You know, it was something to get used to for me, especially early on. You know, sophomore year, um, they used to rap. Well, freshman year used to rattle me. You know, sophomore year got better, and you know, so forth and so on. Um, but. Definitely don't need to lose this game because, um, yeah, that would knock, knock a lot of win out of us. But if we come in 8-1, you know, especially now, you got a big chance of beating Alabama because I still I do believe we have a great chance of beating them this year. And, Mike, I'll come to you with the same thing. What are some keys to victory for Ole Miss on the road against uh, an A&M team that's kind of reeling right now, but a team that Ole Miss can't get if it plays well? 
Uh, you know, to 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 kind of just piggyback on what Shay said, man. Just just I know you asked the question, but um, we've got to come. We've got to come correct to play. You know, it does seem like our losses have been magnified, but I think to a degree it's because you look at it and you look at the injuries and you look at, we haven't put together a complete game, not one. Right. And so when you look at that in its entirety, injuries, not putting together a complete game, you combine those and then certain things start to get polarized. Right. And then you like look at the last game and say, well, we had to throw the ball more right to win the game. And then people could be of the opinion, is Jackson Dart ready to put the game, put the team on his back with a Zach Evans out? Uh, but that being said, to answer your question, we got to have Zach Evans back. We, we got to have Zach Evans back because that three-headed monster is something serious. And it was mo- so noticeable that he wasn't at the game. Like, you know, Quinshawn Jenkins catches a lot of balls out of the backfield. But, you know, from the perspective, that's what Zach Evans really does. Obviously, Zach Evans, Quinshawn Jenkins will get those tough yards. Zach Evans is more around the edges. He can run around. He can run down the middle, but he was also catches more balls at the backfield. So that takes pressure off of Jackson Dart. Jackson Dart, when he has to run the ball, it's not necessarily a it's a must, right? But last game it was. So we got to have our three headed monster back. We got to come. We got to take the crowd out of it early. We, that's what we got. We got to take because. College Station, I've never been to College Station, but I know it's called the 12th man. We got to take him, take them out early, put points up, and keep our foot on their neck, right? I think that is something that, for whatever reason, I know that we're trying, but that's just something we haven't consistently done this year. Get up, put a foot on the neck. At some point, it let up. I don't think last game we scored after the second quarter. Am I right? Uh Looking back to see here, what was that? Uh, no, we did not. Uh, 14 points, and you remember it was 14, and then the, the Rebels kicked the field goal to go up 17 to three, and then the Cruz field goal, uh, would put uh, three more points up, so it was 20 to 17 at the half. Old Miss led, yeah, and so obviously we, that's we finished the game with 20, right? Yeah. So we're just like, we, we got to put their foot on their neck. If we get the ball first, that's a big statement. That's saying, all right. We're going to get the ball first, so we're going to score, and we plan on all that kind of stuff. So keep the foot on the neck, take the crowd out of the game. We need our Zach Evans back, and we need our defense to put pressure on the quarterback. 41-3. Outscored 41-3 to on Saturday. Right, right. And that's you can't win like that. Not, not in the SEC. Not in yeah. the SEC. You got to finish games. Before we get you guys out of here tonight, uh, definitely want to talk about back when you played and you fought some adversity. This team right now is going through a lot. There are a ton of injuries on this team. The good news is, is the reports that we got out of practice today was it was very enthusiastic. There were players, you know, kind of bobbing around all over the place. I think they're going to be ready to play. Uh, and remember, you know, Lane Kiffin and Jimbo Fisher had a couple of sparring uh, sessions back during the offseason about, you know, NIL and that sort of thing about, uh, you know, let's just say how money is exchanged and that sort of thing. So uh, Lane had a couple of bars back and forth with Jimbo. But, Shay, kind of coming to you, what's some things that you went through as a player, maybe a game that you tried to get over? And you made a great point earlier, not allowing the previous loss to beat you twice. What are some things that you're 
that you could pass along to the team about some adversity that you went through as a player? Um, I would use like my freshman year, you know, I went through having a lot of big time drops um, against Alabama, Georgia, um, probably I think some against Auburn. So and having to see it in the newspaper and stuff. So that like that like really hard, you know, so going forward, you know, I just I just like kind of like uh, hearing about LSU with Justin Jefferson and uh, Jamar Chase the, the summer. T- I went through a long stretch of just catching a lot more balls, doing a lot more the work and things nature so that was my adversity you know before that um some team adversity you know like I remember um my junior year we lost to Vanderbilt you know quarterback threw four picks I think we had Dexter end up fumbling like at the end of the game like we had some big time like blunders that game and we ended up losing but we didn't let that loss beat us twice you know we went to Florida in this game and uh, I'm gonna be honest like I think I know like a lot of people even me I'm not gonna lie and say like we just I just thought we were going to win. I just wanted to compete, you know, knowing they had a lot of great players, but, you know, momentum hit and we just rolled it out and, um, you know, didn't lose twice, you know, and that was a big time victory, you know, Ole Miss history now. So that's some a little adversity that my teammates, you know, my teammates and me faced and uh, getting over it and just, just believing, man. Once you believe it's just something about it. Confidence is something serious. Uh, it's very, you know, it's uncontagious. And Mike, same question to you from a, so maybe sometimes as, as a coach, an advisor, or maybe as a player at Ole Miss or maybe in the professional ranks when you went through some adversity. Man, I'm going to speak on to the year we went 10-3 and three, um, and split the SEC West with LSU, man. We, we lost to Memphis early that year, and we were a good team. Uh, so that was, you know, that was a, that was a blow to the face, right? We could have looked at that game. We could have looked at that season. We could have had a dissension in the ranks, but we didn't. We came together, right? We had three losses that year. Then we lost to Texas Tech. We lost 49 to 45. But I would probably say that year, I mean, excuse me, that season, that was probably our best offensive output that game, and we still lost the game. Uh, But what we did, we came together. We looked at the positives. Uh, Like Shady said, we didn't let, we didn't lose twice. And then we had a, a game with LSU, man, where we we lost by three and we missed three field goals, right? And on the last play of the game, quarterbacks get stepped on uh, on the foot. With that being said, those are three different losses, three different types of adversity, but all resulted in the same thing. We looked at that, but we said, you know what? We got a mission. We were still – we still only lost one game in the SEC, and to a degree, our destiny was in front of us, uh, per se. And we just continued to, to keep hammering, man, to keep hammering, believing in yourself, closing in the ranks, getting distractions out, and just go play ball, man. And that's exactly what Ole Miss has in front of them now. They'll face Texas A&M on the road, 630 at College Station, Texas, inside Kyle Field. It will be a raucous environment. But like you said, they'd be up the season in front of them after that, come home to face an Alabama team, and then at Arkansas, and then at home against Mississippi State. Right now, the Rebels are 7-1 and one in the in overall, 3-1 and one in the SEC, and the uh, absolute future is in front of them. And it's all about how they play on the field. We appreciate Mike Espy and Shea Hyde joining us, our host on the Believe It On Man show. We want to thank our friends at Bet Online. The fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events with first-to-market odds and lines. 
Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top resource for all your sports information from live and game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to Bet Online today or use your mobile device and join at your very first sports bet. Use that promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V, and receive your 50% welcome bonus for your very first deposit. Bet Online where the game starts. Mike, Shay, thanks very much for joining us tonight. Look forward to talking with you next week, and we'll talk about this Rebel and Texas win, or let's just say this, this Rebel and Texas A&M game that we hope that Ole Miss wins as it gets ready to face Alabama. Thanks, gentlemen. Thank you. listening to the believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host Brad Logan download the show on Apple podcasts Google Play or wherever you get your podcasts please subscribe rate and leave a review online be sure and check us out on Twitter at Brad Logan C-O-T-E and at believe podcasts as well as Facebook Brad Logan media from the vault to the pavilion to Swayze Field. It's all Ole Miss all the time. This has been the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a presentation of the Believe Podcast Network. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.